This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Welcome to The Blank Podcast, the podcast where we talk to well-known guests about their lives, their careers, and navigating those difficult moments along the way. I'm Giles Perry-Phillips, and with me in silhouette, because there's no spotlight on him, and he's lying, I can see he's lying back in his sofa, right next to his microphone, which he's got perched on a coffee table, it's Jim Daly. This is, this is like a weird, like podcast description episode. Um, I have moved location. Because uh, I'm uh, keeping an eye on my daughter at the moment, who's watching weird videos on YouTube. Um, to do this top and tail, yeah, I'm on my. Uh, I'm silhouetted by the window behind me, so I, mm. I probably look quite arty. Actually, probably the artiest I've ever looked. Um, yeah, well, I think we described it off air as you being in one of those true crime mm. investigation shows where you're you, you've decided to keep your identity anonymous. Yes, I've got to stay anonymous you're because like, I'm I'm leaking information about the mafia. Yeah, you're yeah you're a whistleblower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, actually, the mafia comes up, well, sort of, um, on this week's episode. But that's that's the closest I would get. I think. Yeah, I think I would be. I can't imagine ever being involved in the mafia, but I think I would be a whistleblower if you know if it ever came to it. Yeah, so are you... closest I would get. I think I would be a witness. I'd I'd like witness something and then probably um, like squeal. So you're currently really in witness protection. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm like Harry Hill, not Harry Hill, Henry Hill at the end of... <laughs> very different. Harry Hill That's a very different Fellas. version of Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to find out <laughs> who's leaking the drugs. <laughs> I wonder if we could oh, have wow. other kind of comedians in other gangster movies. Like, it, who could be, who could play Johnny Depp and Donnie Brasco? Uh, Johnny Vegas. Oh, Johnny Vegas. Perfect. Yeah. That'd be that'd be good. That'd yeah. be very good. What about who'd play Robert De Niro in um, Casino? Ooh, Robert Webb. Robert Webb. Yeah, and he'd do it while dancing in lycra. Well, I like that. If it was Robert Webb, and then um, Dave David Mitchell played the Joe Pesci role. <laughs> or no, what about in Heat when it's Robert Webb, and then Joe Pesci plays um, the um, Al Pacino role? Oh, so David Mitchell plays Al Pacino, and yeah. then they're sort of. Oh, yeah, instead of being on the same team, they're obviously in heat. They're obviously yeah. either side of the divide. Yeah, so, that could work. I mean, I think this is this, a new genre. Yeah, we could go on. We could go on for this for days now. And well, no, maybe not days, minutes, <laughs> couple of minutes. <laughs> well, to be fair, this is an episode that we did a lot of um, pitching, didn't we? A lot, of, well, a lot of brainstorming of ideas. Actually, mm. quite a few ideas came up in this episode. Um, so no one steal our ideas, firstly. Um, but it was. Bit of a soundboard this episode, wasn't it, for, 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 for out there TV ideas? Yeah, it was a great episode. We went all over the shop. And then I think you and I both really like those episodes where we go in. I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of a, yeah, it's like a sort of scattergun approach to, to, to conversation. But that, that's what normal conversations do, isn't it? Like you have, you do go with here, there and everywhere. And I like that. 
I think they do with like mates, and this week's guest felt like a mate that you'd known for years from the off. And I think those kind of conversations always go all over the place, and those are kind of the best ones. And I think this week's episode is a, is an example of that. Yeah, and I think well, we said we'd end up calling each other knobheads by the end of the uh, episode, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> is that how we signed off? It may no, but actually, I yeah. think no. Uh, yeah, but I mean, we should introduce this week's guest. It's Kimberly Hart Simpson, who a lot of people will know from her acting work, and um, she's done a little bit of reality TV as well. But yeah, her, yeah. her roles in her role in Coronation Street and Holly Oaks, um, yeah, she's well known for. But uh, she does a lot of stage stuff as well. And um, yeah, she's like it say like you say, Jim. It was like talking to an old mate. It was brilliant. Yeah, we hit it off right from the very start. It was one of the easiest chats you ever had. Loads of fun. First 20 minutes for us going off tangent already, which you know it's going to be a good episode from that. And, um, yeah, Kimberly's just absolutely lovely. This this is a really nice blend of mad, random chat that you and I love, and also some really honest moments from Kimberly as well, and really appreciate her opening up about various parts of her life, mm. uh, including some behind-the-scenes with some of the shows she's been on as well or some of the processes of getting those shows. So, um yeah, I think this one had absolutely everything. And as I said at the end, you know, we could have chatted for absolute hours, um, but we have to wrap up at some point. Um, but yeah, she was an absolute blast to have on. So it's a really, really, really fun one this week. Yeah, I loved it. Really loved it. And like you say, we talked about all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, from hot tubs to mm-hmm. um, to metaphors. Naked, about naked attraction. Naked attraction. I mean, it comes up quite often, but yeah, naked attraction to um, to metaphors about the Shawshank Redemption. I mean, it's got, exactly. every, it's got everything you could ever desire in a podcast. What more could you want? How have we not won an award yet? I mean, honestly, we're just I ticking know. so many boxes. This is, this is mad. Pull your finger out, British Podcast Awards. <laughs> well, maybe they'd be saying the same thing to us. Pull your finger Probably. out, lads. Probably. Let's make a, make a podcast that is actually, like, makes some sense. But we don't want to make a podcast like that. We no, to make that's our too podcast. obvious. Yeah, it's, it's too boring. It is. No, we are we are unique, I think, and uh, I think we should stick to what we're doing because yeah. this week is a good example of uh, the madness that is Plank Podcast. Yeah, including the six, seven-minute um, intros, which people skip through. Um, so, I mean, we probably should just get on with it, really, because yeah. we've, uh, we've teased it enough. This is a brilliant episode this week with the wonderful Kimberly Hart Simpson. This little badger is going to be my thing to say from the hell Everything, on. everything. I say, where the hell is that badger? And I'm always, <laughs> Where's that I'm always come from? using it. Is that... Don't know. <laughs> I made up a saying last night. I was on the sofa and I said, God, they must have had a bit of Robert De Niro, meaning money. And, the, and oh, my friend yes. was like, have you just made it up? And I was like, don't know That's if good. I've made that up or That's I found solid. it. Yeah, yeah. That's if you've, you've got good, have you got a lot of De Niro's? I've heard. Yeah, I've... Robert De Niro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. don't tell me you've heard it, because I Googled it and thought, have I just come up with a six saying? So I Googled it. <laughs> you go, And no one had said it before? It, I can't find a trace of it. Whether okay. that, you know, listen. No, no, claim it, claim it, claim it. Do you think? I think claim it, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I, I haven't heard it, but, like, it makes sense in my It makes head. sense, yeah. doesn't it? I reckon Robert De Niro is probably loaded. Robert De Niro and Badger, you're welcome. Thank you. Well, well that's good. Bad, can I say, Badger, actually... I, I went through a phase, me and my mates went through a phase probably around 2007 of saying badger. Where's that badger and stuff? Yeah. 
I don't know where it came from, but it was, yeah, sorry. It works, but, doesn't it, though? I mean, it works. It and, does and, work. And, but it fell out of fashion. I'm, thinking... I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you've hung on to it. Yeah, what's That's the, what's... me for you, baby, retro. <laughs> <laughs> what's the context for, though? Or... Can you use it in lots of different ways? Or is it just... Yeah. If you don't want to swear, you could just be like, oh, my God, he's been an absolute badger today. <laughs> it's all behind like the... It's, it's all behind the, the... Do you know what the intention is, Yeah. It? Yeah. So and the, inflect, the inflection and like the context. It's how you yeah. use it. Yeah, because Jim, you've yeah, used, you've referred to some people as being nuggets before. That's a good one. <laughs> so do you know what? That's one. actually quite. That's quite specific. Would you like to hear the context? Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. Go on, yeah. That, and this comes from a friend of mine who I won't name, um, who works in football. But it refers to a specific type of football fan. Okay. Who is a, a just enough? Some football fans just they take it all a bit too seriously. And like it becomes their identity, and to the point where they act like idiots. Yes. This is again uh, narrowing down the context. This normally refers to football fans going on away days on trains. It was quite Friday, niche. It's quite a niche reference. Really, really. <laughs> yeah, I, I've and met yet, them. Though, you've met. You've them. met. We all. We've all met them on so. trains. Yeah, and I get really like, oh. Yeah, they're called nuggets. Yeah, I've got a stronger name for them, but we'll stick with nuggets. <laughs> we'll stick with nuggets and badgers. Yeah, yeah. It's cool, isn't it? Like, I think we've all got probably got little phrases and stuff that we do in our own little kind of in our little friendship groups. Yeah, um, it's always like it's like cool. Like you, you can have your own little languages. It's so, yeah, you're so right. Um, we, my, me and my group, and my friends, a particular group, we say call each other Chip. So every day we text each other and say, morning, chippy. (laughs) And I I don't know why. And it just sticks and it works. And then, yeah, we get it. We know what it means. But we'll be like, oh, shut up, chip. And then, (laughs) yeah. I really like that. Is that a a northern thing? Again, it's just, it's because my best mate one time said to her chihuahua, she went, come here, chippy. And then it just stuck. And then, because you know when your dog names, when you refer to animals, you call them really weird things, don't you? Mm. I, I can't be like, come here, my little poodle perm. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know where I get... <laughs> it just comes out, you know, it comes out of you. Um, so that's where Chip started. I and thought you were going to say, it's because my best friend once had some chips. No. That would be a bit of a letdown, if it that does. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah actually, story. Your, your story was better. It was better than that. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think dog calling dogs names is really. I call my dog sexy all the time, and that's not for everyone. <laughs> I understand. I go, good for his confidence. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, you're so fit. Like, I always call him. I was like, you're sexy, you know. Like, I think, I think everyone needs to hear that. Yeah, Everybody I think we needs. all need validation. Yeah. Booster. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, cheers, mate. Does he, yeah, he's like, haha, yeah. I know. Feeling- <laughs> All right. Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> so there you go. That's me. What kind of dog is he? So I've got two dogs. Mm. I've got what's meant to be a cockapoo, but she's never seen a cockapoo. Okay. I don't know what she is. Um, and a long-haired chihuahua who's a rescue. Oh, okay. Lovely. And he's the sexy one. Yeah. The other one's right. m- The other one's got... She's got a great personality. <laughs> <laughs> okay? She's got a great personality. She's bookish. Yeah, we'll just leave it there. She's she's got a lot going for her personality wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. There's, a, there's a movie in this. There's yeah, a movie the other one's just welfare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people get some people get all the looks. It just yeah. 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 But he has got no personality. He's completely void of it. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got nothing else to offer. But he's fit. 
We all know the ones, don't we? I know, I know we? many people like that. <laughs> many, many people like that. <laughs> I think the nickname thing is interesting because I think, like, I would, I might, if it's okay, start adopting Chip as a nickname because I think that's lovely. But Chip Daly? It sounds Aww. like a news reporter, a news anchor. Yeah, it does. That's now so nice. It does, yeah, it does. It, it, where would you be, like, in Wisconsin or something like Wisconsin. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very Anchorman, isn't it? Yeah, it's very it Anchorman. Yes. Yeah, yeah, love that for you. <laughs> Like Chip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Here's Chip Daly. Can... <laughs> with a spot now. <laughs> Chip Daly with the weather. Um, yeah. I think in bloke circles, though, it's more just like, all right, you twat. Yeah. Like, nicknames don't, like, don't know. Not the same. Yeah. I, yeah, I completely get it. I think um, my love language between my friends is, is, being, is to be offensive or calling that in times of... Um, Diabolical circumstances where the world's breaking around us, and we'll call each other a little knobhead or something. Come here, yeah. little knobhead. You know, just stuff like that, and, and that's how our love language is. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so, it, and I think blokes that's, are the same. It's a British. It's a British. I, think it's British, 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 British. I was going to say, yeah, because I can't imagine Americans, for instance, being like that in their friendship groups. Like, I, I think you know, it's always like more probably like kind of trying to big you up, like yeah, um, yeah. Whereas we, yeah, we we kind of like the irony of being rude to each other. Definitely. I think I think that's yeah, I just think it's part of our communication skills. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's that's definitely how, how we speak to each other and it's never loaded. It, it comes with a complete sentimental value. Yeah. And but but we we do it all the time. But then, you know, again it's in it's in the intention. You can tell if, if I'm calling someone a knobhead and I mean it, you'll know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It can be used. It can be yeah. used. Both ways. Always, yeah, like, definitely. Australians do that with the C word, don't they? Like, I think they, yeah. they, they use that as a real, like... Well, they say, do they say it in a... Really? Oh, massively. I think they use every other... Well, I've, I've probably been a bit, bit unfair there, but, like... Um, I think the, Southerners the do that as well. Southerners use it a lot a lot looser. Am I right in thinking yeah. that? I think it depends on where you're... I think if you're, maybe if you're maybe from some, like, Essex or someone like that, I think... Yeah. More, I'm, I'm from more, like... Surrey, which I think is probably less I, mate, like that. I live, in Sussex, from. it's still quite an offensive thing to say. Somewhere. Is it? Yeah. So it's it's very postcode, postcode yeah. vibes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love. Yeah. But I mean, I know I've heard it said before, and it doesn't feel as harsh or doesn't sound yeah. as out there because I know that 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 city or that town says it like that. Yeah. So it doesn't offend. But then, obviously, if you were at your end, Giles, and someone said that, you might be a bit more alarmed yeah. by it. Yeah. But again, though, if you, I guess it? if it's someone you know and it's a bit jolly and stuff, even though I still think I'd be a bit like, ooh, ooh, that's a bit, yeah. that's a bit much. I've yeah. got a couple of mates that it would be fine with and then I've got lots of other friends that it definitely wouldn't be. That... So it's just like picking and choosing. But I, I like those words that are like, like knobhead, I think is, a, is an absolutely lovely word. Never thought I'd say that on the podcast. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone, someone listening now is like, "What is? Yeah, what yeah, have I tuned into here?" Yeah. <laughs> I messaged two guys I worked with at the start of this year yesterday about meeting up next week for lunch, and they're two of the nicest guys I've ever worked with, and I really enjoyed working with them. But my message went, "Are you two plonkers available for lunch?" Plonkers are brilliant. Plonkers well, good. Yeah, yeah plonkers. That's... Yeah. Yeah. But it was said with love, and it was received with love. Yeah. Yeah, but they know that. Like you've got to that point in your relationship where they know that that that's not going to yeah. be. It was really interesting yesterday. I was listening to um, something on Radio One, and Greg James was doing an like a, a piece about 
um, what have you said on a work email that hasn't been received well? Oh, and yeah. I think <laughs> one of the girls on it was like, um, I can't remember what it was. It was so, I, I can't remember the slogan, but it's something we use in everyday terms. But mm. say, let's say it was like, see you later, alligator, have a good weekend, team. Yeah, yeah. And and the main boss got back and was like, that's highly inappropriate. And you're like, are you joking? Like, <laughs> that's offensive you know towards I mean? alligators. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, you know what she means. It's like, oh, that's not very professional sign off. And you're like, what do you want the kind regards? I can't be asked. Like, that's yeah. not very. If Can you I, know I prefer, the team. You know, you know, you see on the internet those like memes of like people in the offices that have really like out there sign offs. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, da, 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 uh, screaming into the void, Kim Daly. Or <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. I love that. I think a bit of Chip personality Daly. at work. Yeah, Chip Sorry, Daly. Chip, Chip Daly. <laughs> Chipped I think a bit of personality. Do you know what is, I did? Is needed. I, I, yeah. I, I, I had a job interview once <laughs> for a um, for to be a teacher's assistant, and I knew one of the people that was interviewing me. And at the end, I had to go around shaking everybody's hands. And when I came to that person, um, I did that thing. It's not very good. This isn't going to work very well for listeners, but I I did that thing where I put my finger up to my <laughs> nose and went like that and did yeah. my, wiggled my fingers and. And then I shook the the so they were in the middle, so I shook hands, shook hands, did the finger thing, shook hands, shook hands, and I remember thinking afterwards, was that really bad uh, that I did that? Because I basically probably really embarrassed that person when they did were. They know, but did they know you knew that person? They all knew I knew them, so I think it was. Okay. Oh, I think you're all right. Out yeah. of context, that would have been really, really weird. weird. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. So weird. Um, but did I, you get the job? I got offered yeah. the job, but I didn't take right, it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> It went down yeah. well. It went down well. It went, well. They, they loved it. They, they now do it in meetings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I thought, actually, that afterwards I felt really guilty because I thought, oh, I've, 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 like, everyone was being really professional and I've actually just mocked that person in their like. Did you job. text them and apologise? I did, actually. I said, I'm really sorry. I knew you would. Yeah. Listen, that kind of thing would keep me up at night. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> that kind yeah. of thing where I'm ste- staring at the ceiling thinking, what? why did I do that in 19... 19- 92. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I will be like, I will think about that forever. And yeah. I'll never get over it. And I'll have to text them. And even then, they might, half the time, like, I didn't even clock it. But that kind of thing will just, I don't know, yeah. send me under. I often say, I've, I've tweeted this before, like, I'm, I'm, uh, good night, everyone. I'm just going to uh, go and think about all the horrible things I've ever done in life. Um, yeah. You know, and not sleep. Because, yeah, those things often... Actually, it does happen at night time often when you're lying in bed and then you're like... Oh, wait. Your brain's oh, active, why did it? I... Your brain goes into overdrive. Why did I humiliate that school governor that time in an interview? Yeah, but it might have <laughs> happened years ago. You just It just pops up. They probably comes never... Comes out would, of nowhere. They probably never ever think about it again. But no. it's still there. For, for us. I think, I think, like, invariably in those moments, they the other people, the other person is not thinking the same way they're not no. thinking about themselves they're not thinking about you and what you've done so mm. it's 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 oh, i saw someone oh, i might have been a tiktok um talking about the way that people um perceive situations differently like the exact same situation happens and then because of yeah our context or like thinking about ourselves or whatever what how we've been what's happened that day etc we like see things differently i have butchered that tiktok but like, you know what i mean like if we all just see things Differently, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I completely, I completely, that's like memories, isn't it? Yeah. We all remember it a different way. Yeah. Um, yeah. In particular arguments as well, like all the other things that happen, you sort of end up remembering it. 
And there's your version, there's my version, and somewhere in the middle is the truth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Girls, you love cooking, don't you? You're a big fan of cooking at home. I love cooking, and I love cooking from scratch. Well, do you know what? I love it too. Unfortunately, I'm not very good at it, which is why I use Gusto. Have you heard of Gusto? Do you use them? I love Gusto. What a brilliant thing. You get all the... That was good. Let's go from I love Gusto. Yeah, I love Gusto, Jim. Honestly, it's so good because you get all these recipes, you get all the ingredients you need, and you can choose. I'll tell you what, this is the greatest thing. You can choose from over 250 recipes every month. It is good. Yeah, I mean, there's so much choice. I've been using Gusto pretty much since the start of lockdown, and it's made me the most average of home chefs, basically turn me into Gordon Ramsay. Because everything's there for you. You get all the ingredients, you get with the right measurements, you get really clear, easy-to-follow instructions. And before you know it, you're like the king of the kitchen. And there's various um, time lengths. Like some of them, are the average is about 25 minutes to make, but some of them are a bit longer, 45 minutes. Some of them are really quick 10-minute ones if you're like, you know, want to make a quick lunch and then head out the door or a quick dinner because the kids are being a pain, which does happen a lot in this household. Gusto is so easy to use. Um, and I, I really enjoy it. It's made me enjoy cooking again and gusto gives you everything you need to create incredible home home gusto gives you everything you need to create incredible home cooked meals including perfectly portioned fish fresh gusto gives you everything you need to create incredible home cooked meals including perfectly portioned fresh ingredients and they are always fresh which is lovely and as i said easy to follow recipe cards uh, and with gusto you can choose as you said Charles, from 250 rep- recipes a month uh including vegan vegetarian which we are at home as well and the veggie options are absolutely lovely they come delivered straight to your door any day of the week and you can basically start enjoying quality dishes today so yeah gusto makes planning meals that much easier it does you can get the pre-portioned ingredients which means crucially zero food waste which can be an issue if you buy stuff from the supermarkets and take it home. And as we've said, easy to follow recipe cards. The ingredients are always fresh, high quality, so you know that what you're putting in your mouth is good quality. So you can sign up now for 60% off your first box. That's right. Gusto are giving blank listeners 60% off their first box and 25% off all boxes for two months. What a deal that is. All you've got to do is head to gusto.co.uk gusto.co.uk g-o-u-s-t-o.co.uk use the code blank to get that offer of 60% off your first box and 25% off all boxes for two months Giles what a deal it's an amazing deal head there now that's gusto.co.uk and use the code blank Well, Kimberly, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> what, what, the, what the longest the... intro we've ever had on here. We're 14 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> we've covered a lot of bases already. This is yeah, kind but... of how it works with this podcast. We've but... got five minutes left. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, lovely to have you on. It's so great to have you on. Um, big fan of you as a person oh. and, and obviously your work. Um, 
Now, am I right in thinking you grew up in Derbyshire? You're from Derbyshire originally. Is that... Um, you're, you're reading Denbyshire. Am I? Yeah, and that's Wales. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. So that's a good um, start, isn't it? Yeah. This is why we shouldn't actually do like the proper interview because it always goes wrong. (laughs) Yeah, so I I was born in Wales, North Wales, which is where I'm actually sat right now. So Denbyshire, not Derbyshire. I wonder why I read that as Derbyshire. I'm so sorry. Your brain has has made that connection. To be fair, also, like, I don't sound like I'm Welsh. No. At all. Um, So that's a bit of a a spanner in the works. Have you ever sounded Welsh? Like when now I'm in North Wales today. Like I speak, I speak like a bit North Walesian. Uh, okay. Like I, I yeah. like slipping, sort slipping. of like I was. Yeah, I went to the reception yesterday, and I ended up talking like that. Like I was like, "How are you?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, no!" It was, it's so jarring for me because I end up having this mad accent, mm. mad accent. But yeah, originally from Wales. Um, Born in St. Asif and then grew up in Real till I was 16 and then left in pursuit of being an actress. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, but this is definitely home and I've actually come to Wales uh, for the weekend. I'm just currently looking out at the Welsh mountains. Oh, wow. I'm, in a, I'm in a lodge Lovely. and you could just see hills and Snowdonia oh, in the nice. distance. And it's a little hot tub outside. I might have a little Prosecco later. Oh, nice. I I'm living the dream, guys. Yeah, you living are living the dream. The dream. <laughs> so have you still got connections in that area then? Yeah, my friends and my connections yeah. and that'll um and also my memories and my connections. Um my mum that was lived in Real, she came to um Manchester because my brother and myself moved from Wales to Manchester, so it made sense for her to come there yeah. too. Um so in terms of family, I've got aunties and uncles and cousins that are um, bang away in Anglesey but apart from that it's just my friends mm. but they tend to come to me now because they want to go to the city and yeah. you know just sort of yeah they come to me but it's got a special place in my heart mm. massively I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful country um, you did make it sound though uh, Giles like uh, Kimberly had um, was in the mafia then when you said you got <laughs> Connection. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got the connections, yeah. Tots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. I make you an offer? You can't refuse. <laughs> um, but anyway, can I, just on, on hot tubs, just on hot tubs, my um, wife's best friend for her husband's 40th, which I think was last year, hired him a hot tub. And right. I think that might be the greatest present. I've ever heard, and I've been sort of dropping my 40th is next year. I've been dropping hints to my wife. Isn't it great that he's called Charles as well? Isn't it great that Charles got that hot tub? What a great idea! We could all use the hot tub. What a lovely idea! So I'm hoping I'm sort of dropping in hints. So hiring a, a hot tub, that... hiring a hot tub, but so, yeah, but it was one of, is it an inflatable one then? <laughs> no, it gets I don't, oh, it might have been. No, it I think delivered. it is. I think it's like a yeah. lazy, it's called like a lazy tub, isn't it? Like a lazy jacuzzi or something, mm, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, but then you can buy them and you can have the luxury of having a hot tub all year round. I know. Well, we do have, so we had work done on the house last year and we do have... Space. The the patio ended up being bigger than we expected, but now I'm thinking... Listen, it's worked out There's perfectly a reason for you. Happened. Yeah, <laughs> take it as a sign. God wanted it's you to sign. have a hot tub. <laughs> well, yeah. I think, I, I know someone, I, they, there was a bit of a trend in, in my local area of getting hot tubs. Um, <laughs> a few years back, and quite a few of my uh, people I know bought like the permanent ones, 
And um, what was great is that they're actually quite nice when it's even when it's raining and stuff. It's quite nice to go and sit in the hot tub, which yeah, sounds that, like, that, it, you know, you'd be just like a summer thing. But actually, even in the like cold weather and stuff, it's quite nice to go out and sit in the hot tub. So I feel like that sounds quite bleak, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> There's, uh, that's like sitting in a shower to cry because no one can tell. <laughs> Virgin on that. It's the best place. It's the best place to cry. Come on. Yeah. No. I, listen. I, I'm like Leona Lewis bleeding love down that shower. <laughs> I love nothing more than just being like. <laughs> but um, but I don't know if I want to sit in a hot tub whilst it rains on me. No, maybe but not. You probably, you, but you want to get your money's worth. Well, this is it as well. If you've I'll, be, one. I'll, I'll be in that today, come rain or shine. Well, I will, and I know I will. Yeah, but, well, but I wonder if I wonder if that was the justification for like I've spent four grand on a hot tub. I'm yeah. going to be out there every day, no matter what the weather is. Washing um, your yeah. kids in it. Doing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good filter. I've got a good filter. Yeah. Just last, literally the, close everything. Yeah. The last, yeah hot, hot wash. I got you. Yeah. Um, Don't worry. The last hot tub I had access to was on my honeymoon, which was five years, four and a half years ago. My wife and I went to America. Yeah. And we flew down to um, the Misty Mountains in... Oh, that sounds good. Oh, near Dollywood. What state's that in? It's not... Tennessee. It's not, um, Mississippi, Tennessee. Tennessee. And um, our flight from New York, we had this, like, lodge in the mountains, like, gorgeous, like, lodge with a hot tub, specifically because I'd asked for a hot tub. And we were only there one night. The plan was fly in, drive there, long flight, long drive, go to the hot tub, chill, and then, like... We we're going to go to Dollywood the next day and like move on. Our flight from LaGuardia was delayed by six hours, so we only got into the airport oh. right on like the last minute to get our hire car. Got a hire car, I didn't get to the lodge till like 2 a.m. Was too tired to use the hot tub, left the next day. Oh, yeah, oh, that's a very tragic story. That not, is. Where I, not where I thought it was going to go. I thought it was like no, I was in there I 24, just, I needed to share 24 hours. <laughs> I needed to share it. I know. Yeah. Oh, because you've not got over it, have you? Nah, nah really he's not. still pining. I can tell. I can tell. It still hurts. I, I get it, it. It does. I mean, the rest uh, of the honeymoon was brilliant, but that was yeah. The only thing Ruined I'd it. say about hot tubs, personally, is how pissed you get in them. Oh, oh my okay. god! You really let, oh, you, let all your inhibitions god. go. At the things I've seen in hot tubs. <laughs> Uh, it is, this it, is that, me and my mates. That could be a whole podcast in itself. Things I've seen in a hot tub. Or do it from live from a hot tub. Yeah. Do you know what yes. I mean? Yes. In fact, some, yeah. Yeah, some wild stuff's happened. I've filmed in hot tubs before as well. When we did Celebs Go Dating, I had to have a date in a hot tub. Do you know how awkward that, that is? I can imagine oh that is God. quite awkward, actually. Yeah. How did the date go? Oh, well, listen to this. Because of TV... You're not even allowed to have the bubbles on, so you just sat in water to oh, have a chat. Oh, no. Because <laughs> of the audio? Because of the, cause of the sound? Yeah, because of the sound. So you just sat there in a bath together, basically. <laughs> a <lukewarm laughs> on your first, bath. <laughs> on your first date, that's... Um, Human soup. Yeah, that's so stupid. Like, oh, my God. We're just having a bath together, so, like, uh, so where did you grow up? Like, it's so stupid. <laughs> And, What's and your you, favourite movie? Yeah, just awkward. Hot <laughs> time machine, probably. Yeah. It's just awkward chats just sat there. Well, I guess and it's I quite do. awkward because you've got other people, well, there's obviously the crew and stuff around. Like, filming and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's just not normal, is it? Yeah. But then on the other spectrum, like, we went away, me and a group of my friends, we went away to um, this amazing secret garden glamping. I've been there so many times. It's amazing. And one of the owners there was like, 
he told me, he was like, oh, did you know I did Naked Attraction? I was like, no, but I need oh, to find the episode God. now. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. And he's so amazing. He's so nice. And his, like, he's just... I, but I was like, what? So, obviously, we're all drunk in the hot tub, and we've there's a TV above the hot tub, so we're getting on. We're watching Naked Attraction from the hot tub, absolutely steaming, watching him. Like, it's just like, watching him on the hot... Get his, you know, stuff out. Was he I'm the one drunk. choosing, he or was he the one in the five? He was the chooser. Okay, was it? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Strongest position to be, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah strong... If I had to do it. <laughs> well, you're naked for the least yeah. time as well, because you're just amount of time. you're just naked at the end, and you. I mean, yeah, and no one's judging you so much. I mean, I know they get the they get the people that they've chosen to say, "What do you think of that?" And then yeah. I mean, it's, do you know what I it's love such a weird. It's such a weird <laughs> program. The when they bit the sorry Jim, but like the bit where they're saying, "Oh, that's a nice little tucked in thing," and that fucking hell, it's the most bizarre and, show, isn't it? It's and I weird. like, I watch it and think, "Have I got?" Like, yeah, I know. Oh my god, like... I know. Well, we, now you end up like <laughs> in the mornings. I've got a, we've got a full length mirror in the uh, in the bedroom. I'm like looking at myself, thinking, "Oh god." What what would they be saying about are me you, in the morning? Are you like getting a bit of cardboard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, I'll get a blanket. Half your body and it's like yeah, really yeah. Slow yeah. Really. Well, it's a theme tune. Yeah. <laughs> I do think. Um, who is it that hosts it? Emma, what's her name? No, no, it's Anna Anna Richardson. Oh, I'm getting. She's, she's re- great. Really, she's really good because yeah. like that very particular, good. particular host. To yeah, host yeah. Her. No, she's very good. She's My favourite bit is right at the end when the chooser has chosen, and then they're both naked. And no, no, I lie. Sorry, my favourite bit is when they've been un, uh, rejected, and then they come out and they say, "Oh, this person this is a teacher from whatever." <laughs> yeah, teacher, yeah, brilliant. And then they have <laughs> the most awkward hug, yeah, that ever happened. Yeah, yeah, it's like on TV. It's 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 painful to watch. I mean, yes. it's just like, right. they hug like this. I don't they want my breast like touching you. Uh... <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And then they have to do, like, a, an apprentice style, you know, when they don't get through. And you're like, Alan Sugar's made the worst decision yeah. of his life. Yeah. That's not last you've seen of me. They have to do one of them, like, I mean, why wouldn't you want all this? Yeah. And, you're, yeah, and, you're like, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like... I didn't want to get uh, with him anyways. Dick was too small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, off oh, play. Like, or when they have to meet at the end of the sofas, when they've been on the date... And they have to decide whether say, oh, so have you seen each other again? They're like, um... Oh, so awkward, uh, that bit. Because they very oh, rarely... Same on, same on first dates. But, it's, but I think first dates, first dates yeah. I have to say, they normally match up quite well. I mean, one of the yeah. ones, like, ones I've seen it, they do generally have, like, a decent, like, time together. But, Absolutely. But Naked and Attraction, very rarely do they get on well or have a good time. I mean, the ones I've watched, I mean, I'm not like, I don't watch it religiously. I'll put a caveat <laughs> yeah. this. But Never, the ones I've all wa- the series yeah. I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> they, the ones I have watched, sometimes the people don't turn up, you know, or at the end, or oh. the, or, or they've just had a terrible time, or there's a really awkward... Like, or, the mystique's all, gone. Well, that's it, it. exactly. You've seen, you've, you've seen the, the whole package. You've seen the crown jewels. Yeah. You don't yeah. the palace. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, don't write that down, love. Don't be using that one again. Yeah. <laughs> we've already we've done well by getting chip and all that today. Don't be adding yeah. in. Yeah, come on. <laughs> we peaked early. We peaked yeah. way too early. We? <laughs> I don't know how we've got from real where I was born to naked attraction. Oh, I'm not but we've, sure but we've got there. We've got there. Hot less. tubs. And I've hot got tubs. a follow up question about hot tubs. Why do people get more drunk in hot tubs? Because I actually I agree. I think that is a thing, but I don't know what the science. I think it's the heat. I think it's the heat. Um, 
and being submerged in water, maybe it does something to your blood pressure. I yeah. don't know. I'm just yeah. saying it goes to your head this, yeah. More, maybe. Yeah, the yeah, or you just drink loads in there because you've got You don't no... realise you're drinking, yeah. And you lose hours of your life in there. Yeah, hours. it's like being in a casino. Yeah. What, yeah. It just, once you get in, you don't know what day you're getting out. <laughs> yeah. You get that in. Sounds like a, that sounds like a threat. Yeah. yeah. You do not know. <laughs> you I've get got in. connections from, in real, by the, the way. Mafia, <laughs> from the real mafia. <laughs> Yeah, that is it. You're not sure. You need to let your family know that you'll get hold of them when you're out. You need to say your goodbyes before you get in. Oh, my God. I've just thought of a great TV show. It it might already have been done. And it's it's a play on words. But real, as in the place, housewives of real. Or real housewives of whatever the surrounding area would be. Okay. I see where you're going with this. It's a play on words. It's a good play on words, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, put it, put it in the pitch bible, pitch mate. Put... I, haven't, I haven't pitched it very well, but um... yeah, I work on it and then send it me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. all right. Um, the, the other way to get, by the way, I'm loving this episode because we're 25 <laughs> minutes in. I, I love the episodes where they go all over the place, they're my favorite. Um, um, another way to get drunker, and I only found this out by accident when I was about 18, is to drink a normal amount, whatever a pint or a bottle or something, and then run. And if you run, it gets near bloodstream quicker. And I did that once before a Crystal Palace match, what? I drunk at the pub. Oh and, I, and I was like, kickoff was like, did you want to get drunk in the stadium? No, no, no. I was drunk. I was oh, like, oh accidentally. My God, kickoff okay. in ten minutes. <laughs> Ran to the stadium. By the time I got in there, I was steaming, and I'd only had one pint. Everyone's like, oh my god, I've never seen this drunk. And I think because it's got in my bloodstream quicker because I was drunk. <gasps> that could save me a fortune. Just do some star jumps. <laughs> Laps around. <the> <laughs> like, yeah, You've become, <laughs> yeah, like the Martin Lewis of alcoholics. <laughs> 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 that is you now. Okay, that's your calling. Well, we are going through a cost of living crisis, so, you know. Exactly. Well, you see, to help the public save money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've always got the public's nature at heart, haven't you? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. So, yeah, just, do, just yeah, have, a, have a pint, do some CrossFit, and then you'll be well away. as You'll be the whole evening. That is. is. Pissed at Pilates. Ooh. Yeah. <gasps> it's like hot yoga, but better. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Great. Oh my god. That we need to start writing these down. The, the ideas that are coming out of <laughs> this, this um, uh, yeah. workshop. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't gosh. know it was gonna go this way, guys. No, no, I didn't me know. Neither. I'm <laughs> gonna get so I, rich I will endeavour to try and bring it back on track every now and again. <laughs> yeah. This is what this is what happens on the podcast, is girls ask serious questions and I just try and derail everything as much as possible. And that's yeah, no. Well you have another opportunity <laughs> in the minute. Two award nominations later. I don't know what's <laughs> happened, but <laughs> So I was. I am going to go back. You you said you might moved for because you decided you wanted to do acting. But yeah, what? Well, firstly, what you know, were you into acting and performing from a young age? And what made you want to move away? Was there not the opportunities necessarily for you where you were? No, I think I think now it's different. I think now you can be an actor from anywhere you live as long as you, you turn up for the audition or or whatever it is. But ultimately, you've got a train to get in that room. Yeah. At the, at the beginning well again that's changed as well but back back then when I started and they um I, yeah I wanted to go to the cities also I just wanted to make sure that I um experienced life as well you know traveled and did all these things and learned new people uh, met new people you know all of them things and 
this is always going to be home and I love it so much. But obviously I learn a lot about myself when you step out of it. So, yeah, I went to Oldham College and it was it was amazing. It was unreal. And then from there, I went to drama school in London. So I've, I had I've had this um, amazing exposure in terms of like learning. And my, but my best mates are still the same ones. Yeah. So not, not much change, you know. It's the, the, my best mates are still the same people that I had when I was in school. So it, and they've come with me, you know. They've come to these to, to the cities with me, and we've just had a ball. So I'm glad I did it. It just wasn't at the time. I knew that I wanted to experience a bit more and go out there, but but the you know the respect I have for my hometown is is off the chain because the people inside are amazing and i think it's really important to keep those those um those connections that you've got to that place not not the mafia ones but i mean the uh, (laughs) the the normal connections like having that having that grounding i suppose you know and having people join you on that journey that's really important yeah i'm just you can't be anything other than yourself with your mates yeah. because they hold you accountable. So when you're starting to be a bit more like, you can develop, you can change and evolve, and they allow that process if they see it naturally. But if you start getting, say, uh, you know, I got on TV, I got a really good job, and X, Y, and Z, and I start to be a diva, trust me and believe me, they will mm. pull me out. They will yeah. call me out straight away. And you need them people, the yeah. no bullshit people, the people that tell you, luckily we've not had to have that chat but i would expect that of them the way i'd do it to them as well if they if they did it you know yeah hey hey hey, knobhead you're being a knobhead (laughs) excuse me chip yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) that's like you know when like your mum calls you like your uh your full name yeah you're in trouble yeah if you get chip yeah yeah Yeah. to to, to go back to it now because people ask me questions by the way and i'll forget the question by the first sentence but i've just remembered um i went to there was like um a dance school in real that i trained at so i i got my job i got a job illegally at 10 years old pot washing so i could pay myself to go into dance into acting classes they were about 50p at the time so it wasn't really that much so sorry kimberly how old were you pretending to be 14? 12, 12 oh, I think okay. you could be back then. When you, you could be a pot washer around yeah. 12, 13. Okay. I, and I, I think they knew, but they just didn't care. It would, it would, you got away with so much more back then. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They get you early. It was, called, it was called pot washing. We all know what that <laughs> yeah. means. Yeah. Body, 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 body bags. Bags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got, I did that and then, uh, and I, I paid myself to go to, to dance and, you know, I, I think my mum would be okay with me saying this because it's a conversation that we've had. But no mum in the world wants to hear their child say to them, mum, I want to be an actor. Mm. That's the worst thing you could say. (laughs) She was like, I don't think so, sweetheart. Um, I remember her saying to me, why don't you get a proper job like working in Sainsbury's? And that was her, and, that, and she was right in saying that, you know. Yeah. At the time, I was like, yo, you don't understand me. <laughs> yeah. I was born to be somebody. Um, yeah, all of that. But but she's obviously had my best interests at heart. But at yeah. the time, I thought she was a right cow for saying that, you know. Um, so I made a point. I, I paid for myself. I didn't ask her for nothing in that respect. And I put myself in that position. And now... She's fully behind me. She fully trusts me. She, you know, knows that I'm. This is serious, and I think 
that's the way to do it. My dad was in the arts. My dad was a drummer, um, well, really well known around North Wales. He was in the Pentagons and the Reflections, two big bands. So he toured a lot. And he had, that's where I got it from, you know, this sort yeah. of um, need for the arts or mm. um but and and I think maybe my mum might have had a bit of trauma from that. You just don't know, do you? That so when your kid says I want to be a bit like my dad, it's <laughs> when you're a divorce. I'm guessing that's the worst news you can receive. <laughs> so well, well, yeah, I guess also yeah, maybe protecting you a little bit from that, like the, the perilous kind of journey of that as well. You know, because obviously yeah. we know, yeah. you know, we know as creatives, it's not you know, it's not the easiest yeah. of journey. Maybe there was a bit of. You know, if you know, in hindsight, maybe that was probably in her mind as well. Like, you know, just get a normal job, and then you won't. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It was about protecting me. It was about wanting the best for me. But I didn't see it that way. It took years. So when I started to do well, she was like, "Oh, I'm loving this." I said, "Don't jump up on the bandwagon, now, Jill." (laughs) Like, I was like, "Don't think so." You had your chance. You had your chance. Yeah. Um, So you know, but then. But then she did it for the right reasons. I hated her for it at the time, yeah. but she did. I understand it now. Like, that's growth. That's, you know, you get, as you get older, that, that changes. But, um, yeah, real was great in respect of, like, I got to do shows and I knew, I knew. And I wasn't ever picked for the leads. I was always the person in the background. I, I was the underdog, but I think the underdog are the sometimes the best ones, you know? Yeah, well, I'm not calling you, myself the best, but I'm just saying. No, but you know, it makes you strive, and I, I wonder agree. actually also, yeah. um, like your mum's attitude towards it, and and I know that I've been in situations with people that aren't very encouraging in that way. It kind of strives you forward a little bit more, gives you like more momentum to do it. Absolutely. You know, it's a bit, a bit of a two fingers up kind of situation where you like, yeah. okay, I'm I'm definitely going to do this now because <laughs> you've told me I, I you don't want me to. Yeah, and when I take my mum to like you know, we go to some great things together and I say, hey, do you remember the time you said I was... <laughs> and and we, we laugh about it now and yeah. we share that. And But then, you know, she's still going to be scared for me now, even yeah. when things are going good. She's been there when things haven't gone great. Yeah. So she sees that she's had to bail me out times, you know, where, where I've got no money but just a dream. Yeah. <laughs> so she's, you know, she's right in having that point of view. Yeah, it's parents' prerogative, I think. That's just, it's a natural thing that you can't, a natural state of mind that you can't turn off. My my wife is also an actor, and we've got a three-year-old, three-and-a-half-year-old daughter, and my wife teaches drama on the side as well, and she my, took my daughter to one of their end-of-term performances, and she was hooked by the stage. And at the end, got on the stage. The look on her face, I've said this before on the pod, I've never seen... A look of joy spread so quickly. So me and my wife both like, okay, well, it's happening. It has started. <laughs> so we are well prepared for that. But also I do think, like, you're completely right about that. You know, resilience. I think anyone in the arts is a resilient person. I think it's it's actually, it's a it's an innate quality that you have that you don't even realise you have. Cause you, yeah. You just do. Yeah. Um, I also kind of think that if you're meant for something, and this has come up on the pod before, Charles, doesn't it? Like, mm. it, it will come to you, whether it comes when you're really young or maybe when you're a bit older, maybe didn't even know you needed it until your late 20s. Like, I think, but you clearly had that, you know, if you're pot washing at 10 to pay for dance classes, you had that drive anyway. So I think this life would have happened for you, whether your mum was, like, fully on board or, or not. not. Yeah, and definitely at the start, it was a not. You know, we didn't have a, the best 
uh, relationship, we've got an amazing one now. Um, so I can say the negative because I know how positive it is today. Yeah. Um, so sorry, fake tan hands, really bad. Um, just <laughs> ignore them. <laughs> just pretend these aren't here. Um, it's an audio podcast. So we, we have... <laughs> how is it? No right, guys, known. I've had fake, t- I fake tan. It's not gone well. Picture the scene. <laughs> Um, it's not great, but, but nothing a hot tub can't sort out in a bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's um, yeah, it, it we didn't have a we didn't have a good relationship, and even when I moved to Manchester, we were still on rocky terms. Mums and daughters are like that, though. If any a problem, you the girls are for the dads, and my dad was my best, best, best mate, my biggest supporter. You know. Oh, Jesus, like, just so, he was so in it, he was so, he so got it, and I, I lost my dad, unfortunately, when I was in drama school, so, and I think that must have hurt her to watch mm. as well, you know, yeah. I, it, all of these things come into play, and as I say, they were divorced when I was three years old, so they, it, it almost felt like my mum had done the graft of the hard work, and then yeah. I've gone over to my dad, and he's gone, you could be an actress, and I'm like, I love you more, because you tell me the things I want to hear, Um yeah. So it, it hurt, and we had a a rocky relationship that, until you're an adult, it doesn't sort itself out. You can't have them open, frank conversations. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure you have it with your your side of things. You know, some you've got a little girl, haven't you, um, Jim? Yeah. So you're you're going to find that they're going to have at loggerheads because I think it's really normal. She already. I, I like always wanted to be like a fun dad. And um, she's driven that day, out of you. <laughs> no, she you know what the other way around. Yeah, yeah she made it even more fun. My wife, Mum, you're fun, but Dad's more fun. Yeah. But I do think that is natural with a sort of father-daughter relationship. It's, it's kind of easier to be. We've got a little boy as well, as four months old, and I, I think that's probably going to be a different relationship. And my wife finds it hard. She finds it harder to be. She just ends up being stricter by sort of default almost so yeah. it is it's it's interesting watching that relationship and now our daughter's three and a half she's really growing into a proper person which is mad but it's interesting watching those relationships yeah. develop and I'm not even it's just happening to me without even yeah. sort of trying yeah I, I, and honestly there's I speak about this a lot um, with my friends and stuff and the girls are always for the dads um I, I you know I'd say obviously my mum, my mum is my best mate now. Like she is, we've worked through everything, and I'm extremely proud of the person that she is today. Um, my mum had an accident um, last year, and um, from that, she's now registered as disabled. So I was a carer for um, for a good half a year, just living beside her and washing her and doing all them things that where the roles naturally reverse. Yeah, um, yeah. and I think. We had some conversations, and it sounds weird because you'd be like, "We well, you surely you've had them conversations before, but them circumstances make you have them. Yeah, yeah. When you're yeah. wiping your mum's ass, you're going to have a... <laughs> that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You've hit the... I've done it with my dad as well. You know, it was with my dad's end of care. We was all chipping in. We mm. was all there, and we become his carers as well, and... You, you see things that you think, oh, you're not meant to be exposed to that. But what that does yeah. is open a big, the biggest conversation in the world because all, all the things that aren't meant to be happening are already happening in front of you, yeah. so why don't we just have this chat as well? Yeah, you're, um, you're in a vulnerable position, aren't you? Like, you are, yeah. and she yeah. is. And yeah, so 
yeah, it gives you that opportunity to open up about stuff. And I'm, you know, thank you for sharing that because that is obviously yeah. very powerful. And um, and it's great that you have been able to do that with with your mum and have that, you know, that yeah. time together to to kind of work on those things, you know, because like you say, we're all, we're all growing all the time, aren't we? Yeah, and there's a generation of of, of um, I'd say my mum is part of this generation of if we back in the day they had um depression they were scared to say it because they'd be locked away for it yeah um yeah. my yeah. mum was my mum was from that background so you know when we're so we're so expressionate now aren't we of our feelings we're so it's yeah. all out there it's all we talk about mental health we do all this so i think now it's it's safer for her to come out of her shell and talk about things that affected yeah. her because she's not going to get locked away for that anymore. Yeah, it's so true. I've I've, I've had, I've had some really uh, lovely deep chats with my dad recently, and my dad was um, not very open growing up. But again, from that sort of generation where yeah. it wasn't was from a big Irish family, it just wasn't a thing that people did. And we've had some really lovely chats on um, drive to away games recently. And I'm just really proud of him, and I really appreciate him because it probably wasn't easy. I'm like you from a different generation where we're all talking about our feelings. We're all in therapy. We're all talking about our feelings, and like mm-hmm. it's all cool. Um, but I really appreciate him doing that, and it it reminded me that like every relationship is a work in progress, and every relationship is repairable, and you know nothing's forever. And even if you're at a really difficult time with someone, you you know it. At some point down the line, you can get to a place, you know, where you can be more vulnerable with each other and more communicative, and that, that that's an encouraging thing to to think. Yeah, it really is, and I think to to every anyone from any era, any age, anything, any background, everyone deserves to tell their story out loud at least once. Yeah. So I am very grateful that my mum had the courage to talk to me about things that. Of, were clearly very difficult that you don't as a kid think I wonder why she's acting like that yeah. maybe it's because of you don't do that you just think no, she's yeah. being a bitch and that's <laughs> it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. but now having these having that that ability to discuss these things has just been like Christ I love you yeah. I love you so much and I've got way more respect for you yeah. now because you know I, I know you I've got the privilege of knowing you yeah, yeah. And sometimes it does take that passage of time to get to that place, doesn't it? You can't force that thing. That just happened to happen. And, and, and like you say, be grateful that it has. Yeah. Um, and you can understand each other a little bit more. That's really great. Yeah, definitely. It's very powerful. Really powerful. Well, I think we're all, we could all say it's, we've all got experience in it. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a parent either. It's like I say, it's your, your friendship group. It, yeah. You know, we all think we know each other, but, but do we? Because... Do I could I say your brothers and sisters' names? Do I know where you were born? Do I know, you know, what your childhood was like? We just take everything for face value or whatever we present. We mm. say, okay, we, well, we think we know that person, but it goes way deeper, way deeper than that. Yeah. Do you like having deeper meaningfuls? I do. Oh my god, I love <laughs> yeah. deeper meaningfuls. Well, you're on the right podcast. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Honestly, I love it. 
and in a hot tub <laughs> get me yeah yeah I mean does it get any better exactly or in all four well fields just stick naked attraction on um, <laughs> There's nothing more vulnerable than yeah, a willy right next. <laughs> yeah, um, I do love a deeper meaningful, and I, I do. I, I actually adore it, mm. and I think. Do you know what? There's not many. I wouldn't praise myself for a lot of things about myself. You know, we're, we're always going to be negative or not negative on ourselves. But one thing I do like about me is that I want to hear people's stories i really do maybe i'm the nosy cow maybe i but most of the time i just really want to hear what your story because somewhere along the line there'll be something that you say that makes me realize that i'm not alone in my thought process too i think yeah. there's a few God, things there so i think true. i think um yeah there's a there's that shows that you're a very empathetic and compassionate person but also i wonder also because of the, the kind of work you do you're kind of mm. inquisitive about yeah, how things definitely. work and how people work I think so there's probably a, a mixture of things there you know and I think yeah. actually to be an actor you do have to have an element of empathy and compassion um, and and a, le- a level of um, yeah, curiosity about how, how people work and how, and yeah. how they you know because you obviously at some point in time you're going to have to inhabit a different person yeah uh, yeah and I've never really thought about it like that to be fair and thought you know maybe it is just part of well I wouldn't want to think it's a part of a job but you know what I mean it is part of my job to have that curiosity and and because that's that's what what I do but yeah it just I just love talking I love talking and but I have a really good knack of being able to find out a lot of information about other people and then thinking that I've told them a lot but I haven't really at all Mm-hmm. So you've been actively Do you know listening. I mean? You should you should host a podcast. You just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> podcast host yeah. skills. It makes it sound like I'm giving a lot away, but I actually am not. Yeah. T- today I'm giving more of myself away because you've asked me to come on as a guest. Yeah. But if this was my conversation being led by me, it would be so very different. Mm. I would I'd be chipping in with little bits that make you think, oh, well, she's giving herself up, so maybe I should too. But you'll walk away and I'll, I'll it won't be necessarily you know that outcome yeah, yeah but that is a skill to be able to create that sort of safe space for people to open up and share and clearly you're you're good at that people people trust you people like being around you you make people feel comfortable and they, oh. these are all nice life skills yeah this makes it sound like I'm being a right big-headed no not at all no, <laughs> no, no, it's, 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 <laughs> no. I think it's all true as well well I, I just I just this yeah, the, that's just one quality I like about myself. There's loads of other things I can tell you now <laughs> that I dislike about myself. Um, but it's that that's one thing I think, okay, that the, you, that's your purpose is to to talk so the deep and meaningfuls come yeah. come naturally to me and um I wanna know everything. That's, that is Giles, yeah. that is so good, isn't it? Because yeah. we often I think we all have things we hate about ourselves. Yeah, it's, easy, it's much easier book. to dive into those things, and you can like, yeah. you, can, you know, if you were to write a list down now of all your all your own pro, pros and cons about you, you think about yourself, there'd probably be hardly any pros, I bet. But the fact that you've actually said that now is great because it's, it's really important. One of Jim's like mantras on uh, this on this podcast and in life is give yourself the wins, 
and we you know we we don't do that enough. I didn't actually. write that unfortunately. That's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I've stolen that from someone else. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so it important to do that. It is so important to do that. What's very, one of yours? What would what Giles? What would you say that you really like about yourself? Well, similar to you, like I, I think I'm I'm pretty good at listening. I mean, active listening is you know really important to me, and um, yeah, trying to come, I guess trying to come alongside people um, yeah. and see you know we all have different ways of looking at the world and different experiences, but just being able to. Yeah, come alongside anyone, no matter what their experience is. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, and, and, and yeah, and actively listen to them, you know, like not yeah, try definitely. and, like, yeah. So that, that would, I would say is one of mine. So probably quite similar to you. Really. I think, um, I think Jim's come great with hot tubs. A, I'm great with hot tubs. <laughs> and I think um, come alongside people was the uh, Naked Attraction spinoff. <laughs> Sorry, I, so that's, that's terrible. I, don't worry, my brain went there too. So. Come at the same time with people. <laughs> When you said, yeah, when you said that, I was like, I feel like this is not the time to drop that. I of, thought that I, I, I let Charles finish like yeah. this really lovely it's moment. Point, and then point, point, yeah. That. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what about your cunts? I mean, well, that in, I mean that. I mean that in the best possible way. Yeah. No, I know. I love it. Don't worry. <laughs> um, what about you, Jim? What What would you say is a positive quality that you offer? Oh God. Hair. I mean. It's, God, it's a good, good hairline. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, definitely hair. Um, um, my hair is a big obsession. Um, <laughs> hair, eyebrows. Um, <laughs> it's a good. It's a. It's a question we don't ask each other mm. and ourselves enough. And I think it's a really like empowering question. You'll get. You're. You're, you're avoiding the question. I notice. <laughs> yeah, I can see this. Well done for that question. That was really good. And then he's off again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a question. Yeah, it's definitely a question. It's good. <laughs> Let anyway, so me be clear. When I say, um, um, I think I am, uh, I think I am a friend. I'm friendly, and I think I put people at ease um, yeah. quite early on. And I really, I went to my daughter's um, uh, parents' evening last night at nursery. First time I've ever been to parents' evening. Um, but whenever I'm dropping over at nursery, I'm always like really friendly to people. It's like my, it's my. What's, what's the phrase? It's the first thing I. Your modus operandi. Yeah, but like you know, when the first thing you deliver to people when you meet them, like that, that's the, the high the, fives. The aura or the <laughs> high <laughs> They're like, who's this fan who keeps yeah. high fives? <laughs> Big tens. <laughs> but I think that's not calling you Jim High Five. Yeah. Like, high oh, five you chip. met Jim High Five. Yeah, yeah high oh, Chip Daily with his high five. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys, we got this. <laughs> <laughs> you do put people at ease because straight away we started laughing and joking and almost taking the piss out of each other and that's really difficult to do yeah we're definitely going to call you a knobhead by the end of the uh... (laughs) especially over zoom i think you know even in in person sometimes you can do it because you can like feel someone's energy and you but over zoom it is hard When, when i signed with my first agent she said to me um we're talking about like doing adverts and stuff and she said um you've got the sort of face for radio <laughs> for podcast, um, you got the sort of face that I would ask directions from. I'd, I'd ask that face for directions, and I always thought that's always stuck with me. I was like, "That's oh, a really that nice face yeah. to hear. Yeah, that's a good compliment. Really nice. Um, that's she, so, that's she, um, so lovely. She bit me off six months later, but you know it's fine. 
<laughs> I'm not bitter. I'm over yeah. it. It's fine. Don't even want to talk about it. He's now become a, <laughs> he's now become a, a parking inspector. He's actually literally giving people directions. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. My agent that I'm with now, my acting agent, I met them first over Zoom and signed with them on Zoom. So they never ah. physically met me. Yeah. So it was really weird because like, it, it was... That's the sort of world that it is now as well. Meetings all happen. Yeah. I do auditions on Zoom now. Like, it's so weird. Yeah, how do you find uh, that? I was going to ask you about that, actually, because it's quite, it must be quite difficult. The only thing I find difficult, and I think you'll agree, is I always look at myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're all doing that. <laughs> I've been doing it for the last 55 minutes. I find it so difficult to not look at me. <laughs> I'm exactly the same. Wow, my hair's looking good today. Anyway, yes. carry on. Oh, my hat's a bit like, wonky. <laughs> Yeah, and it's so jarring because I think if I'm doing it, they're doing it. Yeah. So you even you like it's just it's distracting oh, technology. Even looking at each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you even looking? Like, it's I don't. True. It's so that's the only thing I find the hardest. That's the hardest thing straight away. Um, and then the the other thing is, I think a lot of actors get jobs because people want to work with them because they offer a certain energy uh-huh. to the project. So, right, there's two people that are really good for the acting job. Both are equally as good. Um, one's got a better personality. And I think they're going to get it. But it's hard to show that. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it comes across slightly. Slightly, I think it is. But mm. I, I, just something about auras and energies and all that sort yeah. of stuff, if you're into it, which I am, yeah. um, I can tell environments and when I walk in one, whether it's frosty or welcoming or stuff like that. So I, I find that hard to gauge. Um but, you know, I did Celebs Go Dating. I did that for over Zoom. Um, I'm trying to think. God, I've done so many. Um, I've just done Brassic, filming for Brassic. That was self-tape. Mm, yeah. But, God, I'm just like, please get me in the room because I, I like that, that that energy that that is two in the room together and you can tell me to do something different if you if you want to see and you don't get redirection anymore which is sometimes the difference between you getting a job or not because they yeah. go okay you, you, that's a weird choice can you do it this way oh yeah perfect you're great for that but you don't get that no more it's a it's cutthroat now it's harder than ever because if you don't get that right in that one take there's a chance that you're not even going to be get, get called back and that's savage yeah i was saying the other day i did a podcast the other day and they said to me oh what's your worst audition and i said oh i went in the room once it was for mamma mia and there were some really important people on the panel first time eating them fresh out of drama school Benny and Bjorn. What's... <laughs> yeah yeah abba themselves come along yeah. um yeah, so I went in the room and they said, oh, what are you singing today, Kimberly?" And I said, oh, I'm singing Celine Dion, Think Twice. They went, one of the um, casting directors went, oh, that's my favourite song. Oh, I no. Said, well, it won't. Yeah, and I went, oh, well, it won't be in a minute. And then started singing. <laughs> and I thought, honestly, I was like, I wanted to, I was like, why did you do that? I'd have like, cast you on the spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, my balls. God, they didn't. They didn't. They just said, thanks for your time. Uh, no thanks, basically. But do you, not, um, do you not think that, like, I mean, obviously, like, you know, it's a, it's a big gig and, like, everyone wants that. But, like, if you do give put part of your personality like that and it isn't reflected back, part of me is like, would I like working with these people? Yeah, then? exactly. It might be a yeah. shit experience. Yeah. This is exactly what it's about now for me. It's like you've got to interview them as well, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I used to stink of desperation. I wore it as perfume 24-7. <laughs> and I was, you know, really, like, walked in, like, this means I'm going to not pay my electricity this month if you don't give it me, you know? Like, I was really on that. But now it's, I feel like I'm in the position. And this is only because I found something that I love outside of acting that's allowed me to have this disposition. Um I walk in now and I think, okay, let me see if this is for me. Because if it's going to be a six-month tour or six months of my life, am I yeah. going to be happy? Mm. Yeah, um, completely. What, and, and I think that that's um, when you start to do that, you becomes more of a conversation and less about a presentation. Yeah. 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 And, and the, submitting that. Yeah, no, you're just tweaking your mindset a little bit with it, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. And like you say, I think then if you're not as, like you say, not as bothered... Either mm. way, obviously, like you, you're still going to go in. You want, want it. it. You want it. Yeah. yeah. But if you know it's not the end of the world, if you don't yeah. get it, then I think you, that that will come across in your energy and stuff, definitely. And that's what happened with Corrie, you know. I come in when I finally got the part and I've been on and off auditioning for that show for nearly a decade. And I came oh, wow, in. Really? And I, it yeah, it was, a, wow. it was a long, long, long process. And solely because my dad... I love, I've always wanted to be in Corrie personally, but my dad, when he passed on, one of his sort of latter moments, he said to me, we do me a favour and just get in Corrie, because it was his favourite show. Wow. So he'd sort of really put a burden on me there, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) A a ten-year curse (laughs) put on me. Um, But it meant that it gave me a direction, and it meant I couldn't give up. But there was a time where I did give up in terms of I... I, I said, this isn't making me happy anymore. This mm. isn't healthy anymore. I need to go away and go away. I did. I lived in Ibiza doing um, decor, interior decor for clubs and loved it. And I sold my brand out there, my, my rework brand. And I did all that. And I come back from that, um, did the season, come back. Oh God, I felt different. Something had, yeah. something had changed in my head. And I come in the room and I, I was like, when I went to Corrie we spoke about, we didn't speak about acting. They wouldn't. They weren't concerned about what. Why there's a gap in my CV. They didn't judge me for that. Yeah. They went, "What did you do?" And I said, "I just went away. I yeah, just went. Yeah. I just Love stopped." That. And they were like, "Amazing!" They, you know, they were looking at my work, that my sewing work. Like they were just get. It was just great. And I was like, "I'm really. I could do this part. This is this is brilliant." And um, I think I'm gonna get it. <laughs> and I never normally say that, and I did because I. But most of all, and and I said this out loud, I was like, you know, I want to be here, but I don't need to be here, yeah. and and that that's I didn't say it to cast and director. I said I said it out loud to my mates, mm. but like in and also one of my good friends is a casting director there, and I spoke to her about it, and we've been friends for years, and I think that's so liberating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. completely agree, and I, and that that was like everything coming together, you being. Having had that time off and then being in a different place, your dad—it must have felt like everything had just sort of aligned. Come to, aligned, yeah, completely. Yeah, it aligned. Completely. It aligned, and I hate this saying, you know, when you're like, "Oh, it'll come to you when it's right, when yeah, it's the right yeah. time," and it hates that that saying because most of the time you want it now. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. Have, I couldn't have planned a better journey. I couldn't have asked for a better, a better time scale because. Yeah. If I'd have got this in my twenties, I might have been a dick. Mm. <laughs> a knobhead. <laughs> I, right I might have been a right knobhead. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know what why it popped into my head, but it, um, it and this is, might be a bad kind of um, sort of metaphor, not a metaphor, but like a, a, a simile. 
Uh, I was just thinking of the Shawshank Redemption and Morgan Freeman's character keeps going up for parole, but every yeah. time he kind of says what they want him to, you know, he's th- he says what he thinks they want to hear and he doesn't get parole. Yeah. And then eventually he says, well, fuck this. Um, you know, I've, 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 I've hated live being in this prison, but I, I, I can't guarantee I won't do anything bad when I get out and blah, 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 blah. blah. And they're like, Oh, parole, let him out. And I think it's just cause he kind of like throws caution to the wind a little bit and just, it, it wasn't, you know, it's not as vital now. Like I've, I've been here all this time and I, and I know it's a weird kind of thing to sort of, to, uh, to use as a, as a comparison, but just that idea that you, you know, you tried and tried and tried it, but then when you were kind of less, I guess not less bothered, but like it wasn't as yeah. vital. Um, it then, you know, it then Happen- happened. It happens. Yeah. And, and that's a lot like every bit in life. Love. If you're yeah. looking for it, you can't find it. Um, your keys. It. If you're looking for it, you can't <laughs> find it. Yeah. Yeah. It goes across the scale, you know, it's it, your it mind. Really, yeah. Your mind. <laughs> I haven't found it yet, but you know, I'm still looking. Yeah. Yeah, it'll turn up one day. Like, just things, just things like that. Like, oh God, I don't want to be that wanker that gets all, like, metaphorical because there's only so many days that you can live off off them, actually, before you. it's not helpful. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think having... When it does happen, you'll understand it, you'll get it, and you'll be grateful for it. Um, but you have to reach that point before you, before you really value the, the, the journey in it. Um, you'll hate every step of the way until it happens, and then you'll yeah. look back and be like, "I want to change any step of that," which is really weird. Yeah, completely agree. Um, th- I would say this episode has covered the most. This has been the perfect blend of <laughs> we've gone from naked attraction to yeah. life uh, advice. This has been. Uh, we could, I could honestly chat to you for hours. This has been so much fun. Unfortunately, my wife needs to use this desk in about five minutes for work. <laughs> Oh my! Um, I love that. Please say she's doing Shakespeare of them rainbows behind her head. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing, but yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. I want Macbeth I, or something—a tragedy with just that little rainbow wall in the background, please. I love this. I love these rainbows. I think they're, they're brilliant, and our daughter loves them as well. So um, I might see if we could just like our rooms next door to so borrow them and put them. Into well, our I think Jim, they add to the whole kind of friendly. You know, it always Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's chip is chip. Oh, chip. It's chip. Let's ask him for directions. <laughs> I'll stop giving out directions. Everyone's asking me. Yeah, left, right, yeah, go. Yeah. Oh man. I love this. Thank oh, you. No, I've no, loved we've it. loved having you, so you on. You've been yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's been brilliant, amazing. Kimberly. Thank you so much for your time and um, Giles, yeah. just a shout out to you, Giles. I think you're one of the most Jim, this is no diss on you, I just don't know you yet. <laughs> um you're one of the most giving, real, um, I don't have much words for you, Giles. I think you're a great human being. Oh, I really you. do. Well, likewise. I agree. Giles has helped me out before, um, just so everyone knows. I didn't know him. He followed me on Insta, and you've always checked, you do check-in messages with people. Um, and you helped me when I had some questions about, how to approach bookmaking for 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 children and stuff, and you didn't even know me. You didn't need to give me a time, and you did. And you are the kind of people that make the world go round. So thank oh, you. Oh, that's so lovely of you to say. Well, likewise, and likewise, agree. and well, and you know, like when we we've talked about energies, and obviously we haven't met in real per- in life, but you know, you can just tell about people and. But you'd no, have a right good piss up in a yeah, hot yeah. tub, <laughs> <with> Giles. <laughs> but you know, honestly, yeah. 
That's totally the back at you. Yeah, it is a follow-up episode. Um, but totally back at you. And yeah, you know, obviously you can always message me about anything. So yeah. Thank you. And thanks, Jim. It's been lovely to meet you yeah. too. Same. It's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, don't message me on Instagram for advice though, because I won't reply. no you're the banter Giles is the advice there you go love that yeah Yeah. and that's why it works so well Um, thank you and well done on 200 episodes as well I've seen that yeah well done guys that's a great that's a great that's a great achievement we appreciate that very much Hart Simpson there on the Blank Podcast. What an absolute knobhead. No, I'm joking. What a legend. What an absolute <laughs> legend. Uh, she is brilliant having her on. And yeah. Uh, yeah, this one ticked so many boxes. It was just an absolute blast. Uh, but some really lovely bits of life advice in there as well. And um, a nice insight into uh, what is a, a mad career, as we know, mm. being an actor. It's come up many times on the, on the podcast, but um, some really raw moments in there from her and uh, some lovely madness as well, which is uh, what we embrace on the pod. So, yeah, thank you, Kimberly, for just being an absolute legend. Yeah, yeah, it was lovely and, and got us to kind of give ourselves a bit of a pat on the back. Like, we had to sort of talk about what things we liked about ourselves, and that's always hard to do. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. I don't think you, I don't think you ever did. Oh, yeah, you said you were friendly, didn't you? That was right. yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a nice question to ask and turn on the host, isn't it? Yeah. It's good. I've not had that before. And that was a nice moment. Um, mm. I think as well, she was genuinely interested, which was, which was nice. But, um, yeah. you know, she's a very good conversationalist and she clearly is interested in other people's lives and stories. And uh, that really came across. But, yeah, that was, a, that was interesting. I think all our listeners should do that at some point and, you know, turn the questions on themselves and say what they like or maybe they could tweet us tweet us what you like about yourself you know i think it's a, it'd be a nice moment yeah we'll, we'll retweet them and then getting that positivity out there into the world hopefully we'll you know we'll bounce back to everyone well like we said it's it's not easy to do that sometimes you kind of like look at yourself and we you know we, we deprecate well what's i can't say the word self-deprecate <laughs> self-deprecate thank you um yeah we self-deprecate all the time We've, it's very easy to be negative about ourselves but um you know once in a while just think about what's good about you and and you know what you do for others um i think you'd be surprised actually you probably start to see other good things in your character yeah i completely agree i think that's a good good exercise to do once mm. in a while you know or well, not even once in a while regularly um so thanks you kimberly for sort of bringing that bringing that into our uh onto our pod and into our lives i think that was yeah that was lovely um I should say, if you want extra content from Kimberly and all our guests each week, do sign up to our patron, uh, patron.com slash, slash blank podcast. I nearly gave out my other patron there. And <laughs> um, for extra content from all our guests, of course. And just, uh, I guess, before we sign off, just a, a thank you to everyone that's, that's wished us congratulations for 200 episodes, because this yes. is episode, including including Kimberly, this is episode 201. So we crack on with the next the next 100. But uh, we had some lovely tweets from people and dms and stuff so thanks to everyone that's reached out uh feels good to have got to 200 we had, a, we had fun doing that episode that um we did look back episode and uh and we march on as the kids say oh no what do the kids we say? move um we move yeah yeah we move what do they say in football circles and football on to the next one or something like that don't they but on we move yes yeah, we move 
Yeah, on to the next what? Well, I suppose on to the next podcast. Um, we yeah, Move, yeah. I kind of quite like We Move, because um, it's sort of a bit more opaque, isn't it? It's less, com- it's less committal. Yeah. <laughs> we Move. How exactly? Well, we just, we just move. We just move. It just happens. Yeah, might be backwards. Might be is it always said... Didn't in say a, it was forwards. Is it always said after something bad happens? Like, uh, yeah, I think like it, it is. Like it is what it is. Yeah. Is it an is what it is what it is no, type stuff? No, do you know what? Actually, no, I, I, I take that back. I think, it, I, I think it can be used in all. I think it's a bit of everything. I think it's like a... Um, if something bad happened, it's like, do you know what? Dust yourself down, pick yourself up. Yeah. Start all over again. But if, it, if something good it is happens, what it is. it's like... It is what it is. If something good happens, it's one of those, do you know what? Don't get carried away. We move. Just yeah. we crack on kind of thing. So okay, I think it's been okay. used in in all circumstances, I think. I don't know. Are you that's, say that's the kids, what are the um who are these kids? What age are saying this? What generation? Well younger than us, but that's not difficult. So what generation Gen, is that? Gen Z? Z? Gen Z. Gen Z, Gen, Gen Z. Y or Gen Z. What am I? I'm Gen Y, aren't I? Millennial. I, am I Gen X? No, I can't be that. No, old. I don't know what the cutoff is. No, maybe you're saying maybe Gen millennial. Y. Let's see the Gen oh, I'm gonna look it up now. Gen We've y done this before. Range. Wait, we literally Googled this about a month ago. I'm not even Gen already. Y. I think my, I might be Gen X because Gen Y starts at 82. So Gen Y is Michelle. My wife is Gen Y. That's 82 okay, so to I'm 94. A... So you're Gen Y. Which is millennial. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm Gen X. Gen X. Okay. Yeah, 65 to 1980. And before that is... is they didn't, they didn't boom, start doing Boomers anything. before that. Yeah, they... <laughs> Too, too long ago. Boomers before that, isn't oh, it? Oh, man. See, like I remember... to 65 or something. See, I remember reading the book Generation X by Douglas Copeland and thinking, ah, I'm not one of them. These old pricks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these old fuckers. Uh, and I'm actually one of them, so there we go. Only just, though. Only just by three years. And I'm only just a millennial. I, I right. feel more like a Gen Y kind of person. You know, I think you are. And do you know what? There should probably be a subcategory for people in that overlap period. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like a young millennial. Like the younger millennials born in 94 are way different to so me. Gen Z, so Gen Z, interestingly, started in 97. So they well, started with that's... Tony Blair. And then they went to 2012. Which is Tony Blair and Kevin Keegan, and then they, and then they yeah, ended. Well. They ended. Well, twenty twelve is the cutoff. What? Um, yeah, twenty twelve. So there's. So what's the next? What's the next? Does one? it go back to A again? <laughs> it's like Alpha, isn't it? It's, yeah, I think it is like called Alpha Generation Gen Alpha. Al- Generation Alpha is what we're talking. So Generation Alpha. We've gone on a huge tangent here. Generation Alpha is the We Move Generation. No, no, because oh yeah, maybe actually. Mm. I don't. Know, I don't know any twenty six. No, they'd be like, they'd be like ten or eleven, wouldn't they? Oh, well, that means my kid, my kids are Gen Alpha. Mm. That's interesting. Is it? It's probably not. <laughs> it's not that interesting. Let's should we wrap up the podcast because no one's yeah, no one's no one no one needs to know this shit. But you could just Google it. Yeah. Um, anyway, have a good week, mate. Yeah. Um, one piece of advice though, which is covers all the generations, Jim. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just remember. Yeah. Don't get cancelled. I won't.
This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.